0: Okay, so we're going to hop into the teaching series. We're in a teaching series called This Is Us. Very creative. I know you've never heard of that before. Um, We're talking about relationships. All right, so I have a distinguished uh, panel of guests today. So they're going to come up right now and have a seat behind me. Um, We're going to be doing things a little bit differently. The teaching is mostly going to be them today. And uh, so real quickly, I'd like to ask you guys to introduce yourselves and just give us a brief synopsis of, you know, who you are. (laughs)
1: Uh, My name is Rebecca Latchaw Uh, My husband is Jonathan Who he was talking about So if you haven't seen him before He is not here today But I'm his wife (laughs) And um, I'm more than that Uh, (laughs) Gosh darn it So anyway (laughs) Just kidding, okay See, you'll never ask me to do this again Um, Yeah, so that's me I'm crazy Yeah
2: (laughs) Um, I'm Levi Morrell uh, my father is the- Michael Morrell, he's the guy with the big crazy beard I mean that's at least how most people know him um, and I am a freshman at Avon High School and Who's
0: your mom? Well, and my mom um, is Debbie you, Delaney, the dude, person sitting right next to him You're in <laughs> so much trouble You've been up here for ten seconds and you've already blown it you your mom first, Yeah, mom first Dads don't even care honestly. I <laughs> mean Sorry, Levi.
3: I don't want to mess up now. I'm Amanda. I came to church and Kristen asked me to do stuff all the time now. True. I'm Kenzie's mom. Uh, I said sure. That's it. That's all I got.
0: Real quick, what do you do for a living?
3: I'm a psychologist for children.
0: Cool. And Levi, what do you do for a living?
2: Uh, I go to high school. All
0: right. And Rebecca, what do you do for a living?
1: Um, I work at Chase Bank in marketing. Right. I don't know how I got this job.
0: And you have you have just in case people don't know you have like older kids. Right?
1: Yeah, sorry. I have. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm just helping you out. This wasn't in your email. Okay. Um, I have four kids: nineteen, seventeen, fifteen, and eleven, almost twelve. Three teenage girls. And a boy, so that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I, I rock back and forth a lot.
0: <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna talk today about being present. All right. So if we're talking about relationships, last week we talked about you know loneliness and kind of the barriers that are that are there and how Jesus's attitude would be towards people who are lonely. Today and the next two weeks, we're gonna talk about some practical things that we can do to go deeper in our relationships. So the first point that we're gonna to make today, uh, the only point we're gonna to make today, is that we need to be present. That we need to be present, and we need to be present both figuratively and literally. Like um, That whole text conversation was a good example of distraction that gets in our ways. When people um, want us to be in their lives and distraction in life kind of gets in the way. Um, Whether it's literally, like we don't show up at people's important events or people's important things happening in their life, or figuratively, when we just are there but we're not there. Right? Have you ever experienced that when you're you're physically there, but you are not emotionally or mentally there? So, real quick, um, distinguished panel of experts, could you tell me um, how do you struggle with being present in your relationships? That was the first question I, I see.
1: See, I think that's why I'm on here. Like, I, Christian asked <laughs> me to be on here, and I was like, "I, th- you want me on here because I'm horrible at this." Um,
0: I'm actually confronting you about our relationship right in front now. of
1: everyone. It's it's fine. Um, so, repeat the question.
0: <laughs> just give us an example of how it's a struggle for you. It doesn't yeah. have to. This one doesn't have to be super long, but okay. just so we can talk about some examples.
1: Um, actually, recently, um. I don't really do New Year's resolutions because um, I think they're not usually lasting. But I felt convicted at the parents um, thing that we talked about. Um, they, there was a psychiatrist that came and she spoke, and she just talked about how with your kids, you just need to be like really present, you know. And like it's so distracting, you know. We have social media; we're on our phones all the time, even as parents. Um, I have a lot of people. A lot of people <laughs> that text me their problems, who I love, and I, I actually cherish that, and that's that's something that actually can bring me away from my family, or even in a present moment where I'm like trying to hang out with like my friends and like maybe have a good time, and I'm like focused on this other person. So, circling back around, um, I just think that my kind of New Year's resolution after I heard her speak, you know, she was like, when you're when you're with your kids, like you need to look at them like, when they're talking to you. And it's hard because like, they're talking to me a lot. There's, there's four of them. They just say so much. <laughs> and they say so many things that, uh, you know, it just doesn't really matter um, or <laughs> it really annoys me. Um, so I, I tend to just be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can multitask, unlike my husband who, who can't. So like, I can be like, yeah, and I'm truly listening. But like, I was so convicted to be like, wow, I need to like, put my phone down and be like, what happened today? You know, or like, tell me why you need this thing so badly. Um. So, so that was my conviction. I feel like I've I've been doing better at that. But thank you. Yeah,
2: I, I don't know. It's good. <laughs> um. So one thing that I think kind of keeps me from being present, at least with in my life, is um like since I'm a teenager teenager and I'm in high school, like I have school during the day and then at night normally I go home and I either have to go to work or to soccer or to CrossFit. So I'm pretty busy and that can oftentimes, like I'm worried about the next task that I have to do rather than trying to focus on what I'm doing right then and that can kind of keep me from being present and reaching out to certain people that I may not notice need help. So Mm -hmm. I just feel like it's, Oftentimes, a lot better to focus on what you're doing at the time rather than, like, focus on the future. So just always, like, focus on the present.
0: Yeah, that's good. And I want to just, I just want to say that, um, you know, I wanted Levi, as a teenager, to be on this panel because I think that... For one thing, we have teenagers in our church, a lot of them, and we can't just always have the adults talking. It's something that I I really believe. Our teenagers have a lot of stuff that's good to say that the adults need to hear, not just that the teens need to hear. And you guys, I mean, your life is so different than when I was a teenager, and you have a lot more to deal with. So thank you, Levi, for being brave and being on this panel, even though I made fun of you right away.
3: Uh, I have a mix of their problems, so I cannot do more than one thing at a time. (laughs) My husband will tell you (laughs) all about how I'm really good at nodding my head while I'm doing something and then saying, wait, when did you tell me that? (laughs) And he's like, before, what did I say? You said, yeah, that sounds good. Or no idea. No idea (laughs) what he said because I was busy making dinner. Um, (laughs) So that's really awesome and not at all. (laughs) all terribly inconvenient because I have nothing to do ever. Um, and the other really big problem I think I have is fatigue gets in my way of being present. So I have Kenzie, who I give so much attention to, and then I go to work. And I have to be present for the people that are sitting across from me. And then I come home and Zach gets the short end of that stick because I am done being present by the time <laughs> I go home. <laughs> um, so I just really struggle with being tired, and I just need to get something done, like you said, And not, I have to get something else done, and I just don't have time. And I also don't know how to listen to you while I get these things done. So Mm
0: -hmm. it's a struggle. So those are some things that we probably all can relate to, right? Uh, Busyness, uh, too many things pulling at us at the same time, you know? And, uh, you know, Levi, I think think I'm similar. I can be ahead instead of right here. Um, And I tend to be really fidgety, too. So as I'm, I'm like... I'll be sitting with someone having coffee thinking, let me just like be here and I'll like physically, I try to direct all that energy to my feet so you can't see it. And I'll like tap my feet quietly. But like inside, if I'm sitting having coffee with you, like there's like a party going on on the inside, <laughs> not a good one. And I'm, Wah! that's what it feels like on the inside. Cause I think I must have, you know, all of those letters, um, you know what I mean? Floating around in there somewhere. Um, Okay. So, I'm going to just say that I said two weeks ago we would never go over again. We're going to go over a little bit today. And I'm, you know, um, it's whenever Jonathan's not here. And he's, he gets really mad about it, too, so it's kind of fun. Um, but I really want you to be able to hear what the panel has to say. Okay, so we're going to come back around to the panel. I'm going to just give a little bit of a, of a story from the Bible to put some context around this. Since we're in church and everything. So... Um, There's this great story about Jesus um, being in a a room, a house, owned by these two sisters and a brother, Mary and Martha and Lazarus. And there's a, a little story I just want to read to you real quick. So Jesus and his disciples were on their way. They came to a village where a woman named Martha had opened her home to him, and she had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. So the teacher in me so badly wants to stop and tell you how amazing this is, because in that culture. That's what that's how you learned that's how you were known to be a disciple of a teacher is you sat at their feet and listened and learned and for a woman to sit at Jesus's feet was huge cultural taboo and speaks volumes about Jesus, was always breaking down those barriers for women and for young people, but we're not gonna go there right now. Okay, Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made, and she came and said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. And Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. And so this is just—this story, you know, 2,000-some years ago, is just as applicable right now, isn't it? And this is the exact same situation that we find ourselves in. We can choose to be either Mary or Martha. And I don't know if you've ever noticed, but, like, if you're someone who struggles to really be present and be at rest— and you see other people doing it. Don't you judge them and think, they just are lazy. They don't work very hard. Yeah, I just kind of get angry about it. And so Martha's got some of that going on. Some of that unrighteous, you know, indignant anger at Mary. Um, but what I love about this situation is that Jesus is not saying don't serve, don't work. Right. It's important that we serve God. It's important that we work. It's important that we work hard. But he's also saying there's a time to just stop and be present. And the best thing that was happening right there was relationship with Jesus. And it was time to stop doing and to start being in that moment to start being in relationship. So I I was thinking, sometimes I try to come up with a, you know, one sentence thing that might stick in your head. So this is about as cheesy as it gets for me, all right? Um, but if you really care, be there. And I mean that. So if you're in a situation, if you, if I could give you a summary of what Jesus was saying right there, he was saying, you're trying to show me that you care by doing all this stuff, but you're missing the point. If you really cared, if you were really invested, if you really valued what was happening, you would be in the moment, you would be present, and when we are present for people, we show them two things: we show them that we value them, that they are, that they matter, that they matter more than the stuff that's going on on our phone or the stuff that's going on in our head, or the stuff we have to get done, or the tasks that are out there. We value them, they matter, and we show that we are willing and interested in investing in them. We take time to be face-to-face and voice-to-voice, to be eye contact and sitting down and putting things away. I mean, some people, you need to physically put your phone in another room so that you can have a conversation. And, you know, conversating over your phone is different. And it's good. I mean, texting is great, but there are times we just need to be there. And I'll I'll, I'll see that. I I start to get upset with Eden, my eight year old, when she's constantly demanding for me to look at her because I'm doing something on my phone that I think is important. But in that moment, what is really important? And I'm not saying, you know, I should just never work on my phone, but I, I can tell I get annoyed at her. I'll be like, "Ugh, what do you want? That's not the reaction I want my daughter to grow up remembering about me. Every time that I got dad's attention, it bothered him. I'm not showing that I value her or that I'm interested in investing in her. And what you do, so if you really care, be there. The reason I wrote that is because when you're not there, you know what people know? They know that you don't really care. You know, when when you're distracted you know, when, when, when someone has a, a thing happen in their life. So I'll just give you one good example. Cause normally I give you bad examples for my life. One good example from my life about being there. Um, my friend Josh right here, he hurt his back a couple months ago and he, you know, wasn't going to ask for any help, but he had a bunch of wood to load to load into a truck and move to his house and unload and stack with a hurt back. And, you know, he was just going to do it on his own, but you know, I caught wind of it and Mandy and I, we have, you know, we have lots of you know, strong kids. So we volunteered them. No, Mandy and I went over. um, I don't know where our kids were, but uh, we went over and we helped them move the wood. That's just like a stupid small example of if you care, be there, like be present in people's situations. So I don't want this teaching to all be about your phone and conversations. If someone's in a hard time, texting prayers and thoughts is not enough. It's good to be like, I'm praying for you, But it might be better to be like, hey, let's get coffee together this week. Let's go out to lunch. Can I come to your house? Let me just give you a phone call. If you really care, can you be there in people's hard times? Can you be there to celebrate their successes and their good times? Can you be in people's lives instead of just being on the periphery? Because it's so easy now with phones to just just like check the boxes off and not really actually invest any time or effort. Okay, okay. So turning back to the panel. Guys, we want your advice. And you can take your time, really seriously. We're not going to do a song at the end, so when we're done here, we're done. But we can go five minutes over, no big deal. Um, I would love for you guys to just share with us, uh, because you're real people, living real lives exactly like we are, struggling with the same stuff. Um, What are some wisdom you could share with us or some lessons you've learned about being present? And it can be... Whatever you want to say.
3: Um, All right. I'm going to touch on secret question number two that you skipped over right quick. Um,
0: We are running out of time. I know, but I just need
3: to touch on it to continue (laughs) forward. So one of his questions was how we have failed miserably at being present. And um, I have a one-year-old, so for the last year I've adjusted to having a one-year-old and failed miserably at figuring out how to balance everything in my life. Um, And so when I notice that I'm not happy in a relationship, that I feel like it's not generally going the way I would like for it to go, what I do is look at myself and say, what am I doing that's making my marriage feel distant right now or making my child go play in the dog's water bowl right now? (laughs) normally I'm not paying attention to her when that happens um and so I I ask myself what I could be doing differently to be more present in those relationships because typically if you can change your behavior then you'll get a different response so that works pretty well for me um if you pay attention to your child they don't generally play in the dog's water bowl so that's my advice
0: Unless so that's, like, something you're modeling for her. Is that...
3: All the time. <laughs> like, look how cool this is. You should throw my cell phone in it. <laughs> no, it's a problem. Um,
2: so, one thing that I think... Um, oh, could you uh, restate the question?
0: Yeah, so, like, if you're, if you're sitting down talking to us, like, give us some advice that you... What do you do to try to be present?
2: Okay, so one thing that I would say is don't doubt yourself. So if you have someone who you know is going through a hard time or you know is is struggling with something, don't, say, don't think like, I'm not going to be able to help them through this, I've never gone through this. It doesn't matter if you've gone through it or what you know about it. They just need someone to be there for them or to like, they just, it's being present. So just reach out to them no matter what. Um, oftentimes if you doubt yourself, then you're not going to reach out to them, and it, you don't know what God has planned for
0: you if you actually do reach out for them. Mm-hmm. So. That's good. I like how only Levi gets applause. I <laughs> but I'm I've really noticed left his mom, just... his mom hasn't <laughs> clapped once. <She's... laughs>
1: you were talking about, you know, just like how a text sometimes isn't enough, you know, and they're good. And it's, it always means a lot to me if somebody like texts me and like, hey, out of the blue, I'm praying for you. Like, that's really awesome. Um, so keep that up. But, um, (laughs) no, um, so I work at Chase and it's, it's very much a culture, um, where people are very kind of, um, uh, almost like cookie cutter of people. You really don't see a lot of personality come out. I mean, I do on my close-knit team, but, like, in general, it's just kind of, like, that business, you know, I'm not that way. <laughs> and I, I tried to be for a couple months, and then I just was like, you know, this is just who I am. Like, I'm crazy. I talk. I hug people. That You don't do that there. Like, it's. it's I find myself, like, HR is going to call me, but... um. <laughs> Anyway, um, so they have a new Starbucks at um, Chase, which is dangerous. And um, I am very good friends with other baristas by now. (laughs) They all, like, know me. And um, so this one was leaving one day, and uh, she was limping. And I was like, what's up? What's going on? You know? And she's like, I don't know. Um, I have to go to the doctor. I'm leaving right now. And um, I was like, well... I'm going to pray for you. And she's like, that means so much. I'm such a prayer warrior. And I was like, this is awesome. So we had this like little connection. So like God just kept tugging on my heart and I was like, I can't just, and I was checking on her every day, you know, and I was asking her and, and then I was like, I wrote her out a prayer while I was at work on just a piece of paper and folded it up. And I went down there and um, I was like, hey, just read this in your spare time. Like, it's just a little something for you. And she was like, so overcome by it. And um, like, she, like, so now she just always wants to give me free coffee, which I feel really guilty about, because I'm like, you are going to get fired. I gave you one note. Like, this is not a big deal. And so, um, she was just like, and when I came down, I was with a couple coworkers and she was like, Rebecca, like came out from behind, like was like hugging me. And it was like, so not corporate, you know? And these guys that were with me were cracking up because they know me. They're like, who are you? (laughs) Why do you make friends with everyone? I was like, I don't know. But that's a testimony to them, right? That I'm just going to be myself. And also she was like, I'm giving you this free coffee because what you have given me is so much more valuable than what I can get. I was like, no, actually it's not. (laughs) Like actually it's not at all. It was on a piece of paper, but so I've been coming down every week and just giving her notes and she keeps them in her apron pocket. Kills me, (laughs) but that's just something small. And like, that's so small like that. I didn't spend money on this. I, I barely had you know, it wasn't much time, but like that meant so much to her, so much more than saying, I'll pray for you and just checking on her. Like I was actively doing something. This is not something I'm patting myself on the back for. I feel weird saying this, but I feel like it's encouragement just to be like, there are just little small things that you can do for somebody in your everyday life that will bless their socks off. And it is something small, it is more than a text, it is just being there in that moment for that person and caring about that her foot hurt, you know, she probably doesn't have many people that care. I mean, so that's a long, I'm gone a long time, but I hope that answered your question. But I feel like, oh, and just really, just a shout out to my daughter, um, who I didn't know was here, but she's sitting over there. She's 17 and, um, something her friends do, which actually is kind of annoying and terrifying is, um, because I can't get a hold of her, Um, When she's out, but they'll take all their phones and stack them up and put them to the side when they're together. These are teenagers, and they don't touch their phones because they all want to be present and not like on their phones. That is super challenging to me. Um, So let that be a challenge to you too. So I mean, she's awesome. I love you, (laughs) Sayla. So that's
0: all. That's all I got. Got anything else you want to do while you're up here? So anyway. (laughs) <laughs> um, I, I mean, I think that's really challenging. I, I, love, I love personally just simple, practical advice because that's often the hardest stuff to, to actually do. You kind of know it, I think, but you're doing it. So, you know, I think what you were saying was kind of analyze yourself and um, where am I in this moment and what could I change instead of you know, man, Eden, you're being so annoying. You know, like, what is it that I'm doing that's contributing to this? And a little bit goes a long way. I think you both kind of touched on that in different ways, but like, Levi, the idea of not doubting yourself and saying, because we excuse ourselves from a lot of those opportunities if we doubt ourselves. Like, I don't know if I know what to say or if I have enough to say, and you're right. A lot of times just being there is enough, you know? And, um, you know, and a little bit goes a long way. Rebecca is saying, I think that's really powerful. You know, even if you feel like you don't have a lot to give, and I think this is another thing that's true is that sometimes we hide behind our own pain and our own insecurity and our own, I've got a lot going on in my life, a lot of baggage. I don't know if I have anything to give to everyone. Everybody's there. I mean, honestly, and one of the best ways for us to find healing and growth is to give to other people. So even if you feel like your, your tank's empty, sometimes that's one of the best times to just be generous with your heart and your life and your time. So, okay. Okay. Ho- one of the reasons we're doing this teaching series is to try to show that the Bible isn't just cerebral. It's not just spiritual. It's exceedingly practical for everyday life, you know? And I find that the teachings of Jesus and the messages of the Bible inform how I can live my life, whether I'm at work or with my family or at a basketball game, you know? So um, when I'm playing basketball, I try to ignore most of the teachings of Jesus. But other than that, in my life, I try to heed them. And, you know, can we apply this? So, can we become better at having relationships? Can we grow in how we relate to one another and deepen our relationships? And I think one huge step, you know, last week we talked about having Jesus' heart for each other. And another step would be just really intentionally being present. So, that'd be my challenge for you guys this week. Um, we'll send out a midweek refresher on Wednesday to kind of take this a step further. But first of all, can we give the panel just a hand for doing this? It's not easy. Um, If you want to stand up, we're going to pray to close the meeting here, real quick. Um, We're not going to have a real reflection time. We're just going to throw some music on. You can leave if you want to. But if you would like prayer, there is always time for prayer. We have a couple people over there on the side of the wall who are there to pray for you. Um, Over there, you couldn't see me. Over there on the side of the wall, they're there to pray for you. Um, There's a couple of prayer requests on there. If you're someone who uh, this is a weakness in your life, Or if you need prayer to be more present even with God or anything else that's going on. If you're sick today, like Rebecca prayed for that girl for healing. If you're sick or injured and you want prayer for healing, head on over to the wall. So let's pray. Jesus, thank you for today. Thank you for our panelists God, please bless them for all their great advice and work that they did up here. Thank you that we get to be together, and we're excited to be together next week, but we're really excited about the next six days where we can impact the lives of the people around us with your love. So let us be that. Let us be um, some people who are full of hope and full of kindness and full of love and full of your power as we uh, just love the people around us. In Jesus' name, amen.